this podcast is brought to you by the Gosh Learning Academy. Hello and welcome to NHS Careers Untapped. The NHS is one of the largest employers in the world, but most people when they think of a job in the NHS think of doctors and nurses. However, the NHS is so much more. There's a huge variety of jobs you can do, suiting all interests and personalities. In this podcast, we will be talking to people working in the NHS, in jobs you might never have heard of before, finding out exactly what they do, how they came to be working in that job, and what they love most about it. I'm joined today by Andrew, and you are a radiotherapy physicist, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Fantastic. So would you start by telling me a bit about your job? Okay. For those that aren't aware of what radiotherapy physicist does, radiotherapy is the method of trying to cure cancer using radiation. And a radiotherapy physicist is someone who works alongside doctors, alongside the radiographers who do the actual dealing with the patients and treatment. And we work kind of in the background a lot. We work to make sure that the machines that are delivering the treatment are functioning as accurately and, and effectively as possible. We are involved in actually designing and planning the methodology for delivering the treatment to the patients. We advise the doctors how is going to be a, a good methodology for delivering the radiation to treat cancer. And then we also get a lot of opportunity to do development work. So trying to bring forward new methods of treatment, developing new pieces of equipment that can make treatment more efficient and safer and various other sort of clinical trial type activities. Right. Okay. And can I ask, how long have you done this job for? So I, including the time it took me to train, I think I've been doing this for a little over 10 years now. And that's, the training process takes three years and it's a, a, a kind of established scheme that you go through. And then I spent a little over a year working in the center where I trained before I then moved to my current job, which is where I'm in the University College London Hospitals. And I'm actually working in the proton therapy center, which is a kind of specialist version of radiotherapy. Okay. Could we talk a bit more about your training? So you said that it was, I think, about three years, but presumably you had to have qualifications before that. So could you talk me through a bit about kind of the entire training process that was needed for you to get your job? Sure. So to, to work in as a radiotherapy physicist or a radiotherapy physicist is a subset of what's called a clinical scientist. And so there's, there's people like myself, but who work not just in physics, but in engineering, biology, chemistry. So you need to come out with a science degree, uh, an honors degree. Uh, mine was in physics, but the, there are paths into clinical science with, for any kind of science type degree. And then there's a, an established training scheme run by the NHS. And during that training scheme, you actually work in a hospital, but you also undergo a master's education program at a university. And it's almost like an, an advanced version of an apprenticeship. You're working in a hospital, you're learning the practical aspects of the job, but you're also being given an education and you're getting a master's degree at the same time. And that's the three-year process that you do after having got your honors degree. Right. Okay. And presumably because you're kind of working at the same time, you're still kind of earning a salary. So you're not kind of building up the debt in the same way that you are for your initial undergraduate degree. Yeah, that's right. You, uh, you get to so the, in the NHS, they have sort of banded pay scales and, and you come in at a, like actually quite a, a 
a reasonable level, uh, what's referred to as band six. It's been 10 years. I couldn't tell you exactly what that is right now, but it wasn't, you know, it was actually quite a good salary coming out of university to start on. And then when you qualify, the first job that you then apply for and take on is the next level up. So you actually get a little bit of a pay boost once you've qualified as well. Fantastic. That's always good to know. Yeah. So what does a typical day look like for you? It's really varied, actually. We work on a slight shift system. So sometimes you work in an early shift, sometimes you work on a late shift, and sometimes you work on a regular day. If you're on the early, you come in a little before the patient treatment starts and you spend about half an hour to an hour on the machines, actually just doing tests and making sure that they're, they're functioning really well, that they're safe, and that they're going to treat the patients as, as well as possible. If we're on a late shift, then we say after the patients have finished treatment, and we do much more complicated testing of the machines to kind of keep an eye on their performance, to look for subtle changes in their behavior, which might mean that we need to take some preventative kind of corrective maintenance to them. And we also do testing of the treatment that we're going to deliver to patients, but before we actually deliver it to the patients. So we check that the machines are able to, to deliver the treatment and that they're going to do it in a very safe and effective way. In between that, We'll often be in meetings with doctors and the radiographers that are delivering the treatments. And so we're discussing patients that are coming into the, into the clinic and how we're going to treat them. We're also reviewing patients that are receiving treatment and making sure that they're progressing through their treatment well. We also do a lot of development work that I may have mentioned earlier. And so we will be working on computers where we're doing computer modeling. We're also planning the treatment that we're going to deliver to patients. And then we also liaise with the other members of our team. So team members who are doing more engineering side of things, team members that are doing the more medical side of things, and just like collating lots of data together and trying to use that to improve the service. Okay. Fab, that sounds really fascinating. It's really cool. You just get so many different things on an average day that nothing's ever the same. You're, you're constantly kind of having to adjust the way you're thinking and try and come up with, or like wrap your head around a new concept to try and help find a way to improve what you're doing yeah. and it, it just it's really inspiring so quite a lot of problem solving i imagine and when you meet challenges that you might not have come across before but having to kind of adapt what you know to fit different patients and different scenarios yeah absolutely absolutely it's one of the most interesting and, and fun part of the job now you might have just answered this question but maybe you have another answer for it as well but what do you like most about your job and on the flip side to that is that there anything that you find particularly challenging oh yeah i think Definitely the variability in the, the, the challenges is, is one of the things I like the most about the job. You're rarely bored. You're rarely just doing routine stuff. There are times when you're doing routine stuff because there is that element to every job, but it's, it's much less often and, and there's much more chance for you to have that opportunity to start thinking. And the other thing that I really love about it is I get to apply the physics knowledge that I spent years studying in a real world practical scenario. It's quite unusual, I think, because a lot of science degrees, you end up kind of going down to a very specialist thing. And, and what you're doing is can sometimes sort of feel so removed from what you learn doing your degree. But in this job, I feel like I get to, to apply that every day. And so that's, that's another thing that I really love. I think the, the downsides are, yes, yeah, sometimes there can be quite a bit of, of, of routine stuff that you just have to get through. We're treating patients and we have to make sure that that's done safely. And so there's a certain element of routine that we have to stick to. And there's ways that we have to do some things because that's what's been proven to be safe and effective and the best way. And so that can lead to a little bit of just sort of routine that you just have to get through. 
And then the other thing is, and this, this is a, a two-edged sword, definitely, is we're treating patients and sometimes we can't cure them. And that can be a little tough to sort of have to have to deal with. Yeah. So the times it goes well, it's very rewarding, but the times when it doesn't go so well, that can be really tough. Yeah. And I think it's something that in, in this kind of job, you just have to be aware that it's something you will have to face from time to time. Yeah. So a bit of emotional resilience is needed. Yeah. And I guess on that note, what personal qualities or skills do you think are needed for your job? I think because we work with so many different people and from different backgrounds, the ability to understand where each of those different people are coming from and then be able to translate the quite specialized knowledge that you develop in any role into something that's understandable to them. So when you're talking to a doctor or to a radiographer or to a, you know, a, a support worker for a patient, to be able to describe the concepts that you have to them in a way that they're going to understand, that ability to communicate is really important. And, and then also just an adaptability for those situations when, when you're faced with a new, new challenge and you've got to try and come up with a solution. And, and then also a bit of an eye for detail to, to pick up those times when there's like a really subtle, important thing in, in what you're doing that could have a, a, an impact or a, could be very important for the, the outcome of a treatment. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I can see that. And this might sound like a weird question, but is there anything that you wish other people knew about your job or any kind of common misconceptions about your job that you'd like to put right? I think the, the one thing I wish more people knew about is just that our jobs exist. It, it's, I didn't know about medical physics or, or clinical science until just before I even started in my career in it. But I've, I've since learned that there's probably as many clinical scientists in the NHS as there are doctors. You know, it's about 10% of the entire NHS workforce is clinical science. And that's about the same proportion as doctors. And we're involved in 90 to 95% of all patients time in a hospital. And so not just the cancer patients that I treat, but any person that comes into a hospital for any reason, 90 to 95% of those patients at some point, a clinical scientist will be involved in their pathway through the hospital, whether that's analyzing blood samples or doing what I do for cancer patients or assessing other tests, the scientists in the background all the time. So I think that's the thing is just for people to realize that we exist because most of the time we're in the background, we're not there facing the patients. And so it's very easy for us to get missed out. Yeah, definitely. And I guess on that, it's kind of important to emphasize that clinical science isn't just limited to physics, as you mentioned right at the start, like even if your background is or the thing that you like is biology or chemistry, there will be clinical science roles in the NHS for you. Yeah, absolutely. I've got a, a number of friends that I met through the training scheme and then people that I've met since, all who came with sciencey type degrees, but they didn't want to go down the, the more well-known traditional routes of nurse or doctor, but they found the need for themselves where they could apply even more specialized knowledge in a way in the healthcare setting. So it's, it's great. It's just a fantastic opportunity. Yeah, that's really, really good to know. And finally, what advice do you have for students or young people who I was going to ask might be thinking about a career in radiotherapy physics, but now I'm going to extend it a bit more broadly and say might be thinking about a career in clinical science in the NHS. I think if you're thinking about it at all, then 
go to your local hospital's website and have a look around and see if you can find anything about the kind of clinical science that you want to, to get involved in, be that the radiotherapy that I do, engineering or biochemistry. Invariably, the hospital will have something on their website about this and find a contact and get in contact with that people. We do have people coming in all the time, come in for a few days, a week, just to sort of shadow us while we're working and get a feel for what it's like. I did that just one day before I applied for my career, but it, it really cemented for me the opportunity that there was for this. And it also actually helped me see that there was an opportunity for myself here because I'd originally thought of going along as a radiographer, which is the more patient facing kind of day-to-day -day practical, the people that really make the, the whole service run. But when I went to talk to the radiographers, when they learned about my background, they actually thought that I might be slightly better applied in the clinical science role. And so they were the ones that kind of directed me this way. And it was through them and that visit to the hospital that I actually learned and, and discovered this career that I've, I've now been doing for 10 years. Wow. Okay. It's funny how these kind of small meetings or, you know, one-off comments can have such a big impact on your life. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I can't thank that person enough. Yeah, definitely. Well, Andrew, it's been really interesting talking to you today and finding out a bit more about a job that I knew existed, but didn't really know much about what it involved or how someone would get into it. So thank you so much for talking to me. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure to take part in this. Thank you for listening to NHS Careers Untapped. To find out more about different career opportunities within the NHS, please check out our other podcasts, available for streaming or download on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud and YouTube. You can also find out about other events happening as part of the Careers Untapped project by registering on the Great Ormond Street Digital Education Network at the link provided in the episode description and searching NHS Careers Untapped. You can also find links to a couple of other great websites to check out, including healthcarecareers.nhs.uk and skillsforhealth.org.uk. This podcast was brought to you by the Gosh Learning Academy. If you want to find out more about our work, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn. We hope you enjoyed the episode and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.